Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Friends and Experts podcast, where I speak to some friends and some experts and sometimes both. First, thank you to our supporters. Thank you for joining this podcast journey with us. And to support the Friends and Experts podcast, please visit anchor.fm slash friends and experts and click the support this podcast button. Today's friend is a friend. He's, a, he, he's, he's our friend guest. Um, his name is Blue Green. He's a storyteller who is currently the host of Around Akron with Blue Green. It can be seen on Western Reserve PBS in the Northeastern Ohio area. Blue Green, how are you doing today? Good. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. When I started this podcast, you, you were one of the people that I definitely wanted to, to talk with. You and I, we had some, you know, we intercrossed a lot while we were students at the University of Akron. Yes, most certainly. Yes, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we have some mutual friends and, you know, we go way back. And I know when I first met you, you know, you had definitely that storyteller, filmmaker spirit. You know, that, that's particularly why I wanted you here, just to kind of, you know, talk about the, the process of filmmaking you know, from your head, you know, come from idea to fruition when it comes to, to making films and, and creating content and storytelling. So I'm, I'm really happy to, to have you on the show just to kind of dig in your brain and, and, uh, and have a great conversation. Ah, nice. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, the first thing, you know, I, I definitely wanted to talk about was just your journey as a filmmaker, just kind of, uh, when we uh, graduated from school and just sort of the, the the process of filmmaking and just the journeys that you had in that particular space, you know, what was it like? At that time, it was tough. Uh, this is, you know, we're looking in the 90s. So mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't digital. Uh, the best cameras that I could afford were like high eight cameras and VHS, but I couldn't afford film. Mm -hmm. Film cameras, a good film camera was like $25,000. And then a lens for that film camera was like another ten, fifteen thousand plus film. It just, it was so unattainable. So I really didn't do much in the filmmaking or video realm except for like little side projects. Mm -hmm. About it for approximately, I would say about nine years or so after, you know, leaving the University of Akron, nine, ten years, mm -hmm. where I didn't do any of it. Uh, and then I got back into it again. Now, I had ideas from back then that I had wrote, and then I started making films again when the digital, well, we'll call it the digital revolution stepped in. Okay. Get a good camera and a good audio source and blend those two and make mm -hmm. a good product for you know, $500, $600, $1,000, something pretty cheap. Right. And that's when I got back into filmmaking again. You got back into filmmaking. When I saw you, you know, it was my wife and I, we went to the Highland Theater. You were premiering your short film, Spirits. That's when I had reconnected with you. you being an, an, a filmmaker with a, with a film that had a, a, a great meaning, you know, it told a great story. From, getting, from being in that space when you got back into filmmaking to what you're doing now with Around Akron, with Blue Green, and you know, being a storyteller, can you talk about that transition? Yeah, that was, um, Making Spirits was my 10th film that I made, mm -hmm. and I, there's a lot of them out there, and I really enjoy filmmaking, but it's something that you really need a budget for to do well. Uh, you need to be able to pay your people, you need to be able to feed them while they're there. I mean, I did, but it, it cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And the film, uh, we had a good premiere at the Highland Theater, it was fantastic, and it was nice to have the film there. We made all our money back, but 
I put a lot of money into film festivals and it didn't get picked up anywhere. So it's kind of discouraging. And I realized I needed money to probably do it better. So I thought to myself, well, what can I do? I realized that I was always very good at documentary film production. So I decided to do a television show with documentary film production behind it. Now, at that time period, I had come out from behind the camera to in front of the camera. And I got pretty good at hosting. So instead of hiring a host and a filmer and an editor and all that, I just do it myself. So it seemed to be something I could do self-contained and pull off fairly easy with the skill sets that I have. And I approached PBS and they asked for a pilot and kind of it went from there. That's awesome. When your ideas and people are relating to it and then you know, you, you're off creating content and you have you have tons of it. You know, the what I like being a Canton guy, you know, I'm 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 not an acronite such as yourself. Um I, I was drawn to the the episode where you highlighted the Maps Museum. I remember doing a story about that when I was a reporter uh, about ten years ago and I thought that was a such a I thought that was such an interesting place just to highlight the the history of aviation. I always thought that was one of our city's best kept secrets. The the way you covered it as well. Personally, I, I appreciate your your method of storytelling because you know you're you're telling the the history of something or someone and presenting it in a fluid format such as that. That's something that I, I really like about your process. Thank you. And there is more to come in Canton too, by the way. Um, I plan on doing a whole episode about Canton soon. It's just a matter of uh, getting down there and getting the right stories in. Oh no, it's it's all good, man. The, the, because the goal was to start the show with Akron and then expand. Mm -hmm. And since Akron would give me a base right off the bat, since there's a void for television production, uh, now we're into season three, so it's time to start getting out more, telling more stories out there. Okay, you know, I I know probably you're going to answer this saying they're all my favorite, but what are some of the episodes that that stand out? I guess maybe what were some of the episodes that, that present the most feedback for you? Uh, well, I, it's funny you mentioned that. And now this next month is a uh, best of the first two seasons episode mm -hmm. where I go back and it's, it's the show's format is four segments per show was well, the same concept, but now it's the best of history, the best performing videos online, um, my favorite videos, and then the most success stories after the video aired kind of thing. Not because it was on my show, but just some people have done a lot of success after they've been on the show. Yeah, you're right. They're kind of all my favorites. I mean, I, I, I put a lot into them, but some of my favorite stories that I had the, 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 the privilege to tell and the pleasure to tell was I really enjoyed the uh, Howard Street and the jazz history segment that I was able to do. Just uh, a lot of people had forgotten about how important jazz music was on Howard Street. And I only did a six-minute piece. I wish I could do a three-hour documentary on it. But I was able to tell the just of the story without getting in real deep to it. Um, I really enjoyed going to Stan Hewitt. Uh, I've always loved Stan Hewitt. But to get a good tour of it and get a history segment, too, and learn all about the, you know, the family and how they built that place was amazing. Um, those two really stick out to me. But... Um, uh, let's see here. One time I like to say that's been an interesting segment was when I do intros for the show, we go places. Chris Miller and myself, he films that for me. That's the only really help I get on the show as far as production goes. He films when I'm on camera. And while we were at the P&C building, a peregrine falcon was attacking us. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. We get to the top of the building because I wanted to have a unique place, and I had a great outlook. It's like the tallest place in Akron, one of the tallest places. And I could see all around Akron from it, but he's like, you got to sign a waiver before you go out there. And I'm thinking, in case you fall or get hurt. He's like, no, in case the Peregrine Falcon attacks you. And then later on, there's a story about Peregrine Falcons, and they're like the most one of the most deadliest animals. They're the fastest animal on the planet. And if they attack you, you're going to be hurt bad. But yeah, that was scary. <laughs> Being that high in the air and have Peregrine Falcons circling us. None of us got attacked, but they, were, they weren't happy. Yeah, just the, the the fear of getting, you know, I can look at a lion from outside the window in my house, but I will still be scared of that lion, you know, for what it can do to me. Yeah. So I, I, I totally get that, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, so, um, you know, but Chris Miller, you're referring, you refer to Chris Miller and Chris Miller is a 100 percent um, cool guy, sweetheart, man. I, I, I love that dude. He is uh, that, that was one of our mutual friends at the University of Akron and you know, Chris is a good guy uh, that's I'm so glad he's helping you on that as well that he's such a you know I I think he's a he's an awesome writer when he we both worked for um um competing magazines when when we worked in the trade uh publishing arena and he was he was excuse me I had forgotten about that yeah that's right he is phenomenal man he you know I always thought, you know, if he could write a book, you know, he's, I mean, he's the guy to do it. I mean, I mean, a book that would, you know, be well received. I mean, he's, he's a great author. You know, I'm sure he's a great storyteller as well. Almost certainly. Definitely. He's a strong storyteller in Akron. One of the, one of the proud storytellers we have out there. And he's involved with the Akronist, you know, something that we started way back and um, working for the Akron Community Foundation now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, speaking of that, you were doing something uh, where you and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the, the Akron Media, uh, Digital Media Center. Yes, yes. Um, which evolved into the Akronist. Okay, okay. So, yeah, can you tell that little story? I mean, can you tell that story? I mean, yeah. And there was four of us. There was myself, Chris Miller, Joanne Woodson-Green, and, uh, Todd V. And the four of us came together with the, uh, the concept of citizen journalism. And I had been a citizen journalist for current television, which was Al Gore's TV channel, which is up for a while. And I did shows nationwide content. Well, I did content for them that air on nationwide shows. So I was a citizen journalist. That's their new title they had. Mm-hmm. So we developed a program to teach citizen journalism. And the Knight Foundation, through the help of the Akron Community Foundation, funded that project for an extremely large amount. I want to say overall with in-kind donations, it was like three quarters of a million dollars to set up this this program. And we put thousands of people through training at the Beacon, at the library. And today the, the, the remnants of it, of the training center are still at the library downtown. There's a green screen room in there. There's computers for editing in there. There's a camera in there. And people are producing their own content on there now for locally. Mm-hmm. The Akronist is Akronist.com is still running, and that's a platform for online journalism. So if someone wants to run stories, there were it's open and accepted to, uh, as long as they meet you know journalistic standards, and that's pretty loose online. As mm-hmm. long as not, you know crazy content, it's a place to air your uh, information. Okay, that's awesome. You know that's when I when I saw it when it was um, you know the ABMC, um, it was. Uh, you know, I, I just, I mean, I literally saw you guys 
pretty busting butt in there, you know, creating content and taking care of the things that need to be taken care of. And at the time, I thought that, you know, this is awesome. This should have this in every library. There, there should be something like this, you know. I don't know if it spurred the library to have, like, their maker's center, but now the whole first, the whole first floor of the downtown Akron Library is amazing. It's a maker's space. You can transfer film there. You can transfer audio there. You can print on vinyl, 3D printers, green screen. I, there's just so many things that are offered there. That's that's awesome, man. That yeah, that that should be and that should be readily available for all the neighborhoods in America, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, was that, about the project too, which I didn't kind of cover, was when we came out with that. It was before you could do video on your cell phone. This was before you could, Facebook was accepting videos. You could only do photographs at the time. So we're really on the cusp of treating people's mobile media too and how to use their phones properly and, and use that as a tool for the future. So it was a little bit ahead of its time. I mean, it was kind of, I mean, we were doing live broadcasting to Facebook before Facebook was offering that. Mm -hmm. We were really innovators in that and now the technology is out there which is great but yeah at the time none of that stuff was there and it, we think about it today that anybody with a camera and a phone could do videos and stuff but that wasn't there then you had to actually work at it to get it online and share it out to the world you know but even in doing that when that new technology comes you know that for those people who've been trained in that space with the technology they should be going even at a faster speed yeah now they are definitely i think i mean i i think it helps spur a lot of people in akron to do some interesting things i mean we had a lot of a lot of people that came through our program are still doing stuff in akron today and it's still alive and that's a real testament to the you know the power of the product and the brand that it's still going after eight years now yeah. mm -hmm. that's Very, that's awesome man that, things last that, that long yeah because that's a that's a tool that could be you know, you talk about legacy. That's something that's, you know, you, they can be shared upon. You know, you can give that to your children. And, and, so, and, and Tom, so with the round act with blue green, that's also the purpose of it. At least my vision of it. I want to mm -hmm. pass it on to the next host around mm -hmm. Akron with, you know, Bob Smith or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you name it, whoever it may be. I want to pass it on. I'd like, I'd like to see this show be here forever. Yes, most and, definitely. That would be something I could leave behind. You know, Blue, you know, with that, you know, with the media center, with the show, and, you know, we just touched upon a legacy where you're giving that to someone and, and, some, and that younger person can be inspired to do what you're doing and even take that on to another level. You know, when you were in that space, you know, where were the, the places that you looked for inspiration? Um, and, you know, who are some of your filmmaking idols? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough because locally there really wasn't a lot of local things. It wasn't something you could go talk to somebody and tangibly meet, you know. Uh, I had a really good professor in college, Dr. Dial. Bob Dial was amazing. He taught me script and he influenced and inspired uh, a whole generation of, you know, storytellers at Akron. I've talked to a lot of people about how, how he inspired people. Um, but, uh, you know, besides that, Kevin Smith who's done Clerks the time, really mm -hmm. inspired me because it was done for nothing based off of dialogue. Maxed out his credit cards and made a career out of it. And Kevin Smith's still around today, and he's still doing things. And he's done a lot of things that most people wouldn't even realize he's done. Mm -hmm. um, Quentin Tarantino has always been a filmmaker that inspired me. 
Uh, I really enjoy Orson Welles. I really enjoy Hitchcock. Probably my favorite filmmaker is Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy his work a lot. I think it, that's that's my favorite filmmaker out there. When it comes to television shows um, and that kind of thing, uh, I'm inspired by good documentary and good documentary productions. Um, stuff that stands on its own. Stuff that will be la- the test of time. Good BBC documentaries, uh, National Geographic documentaries. Television show-wise, uh, Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs. Okay. You know, okay. I, I admire that guy. He came. He, he was an opera singer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he has an interesting background. Look into it. He went to them with an idea for a dir- down and dirty show. You know, a couple shooters, me, and we're going to go places. And that made him mint and inspired people to work. You know, inspire people to, you know, not everybody needs a college degree to go out and make more money if they want to do that than what they ever possibly imagine if they work hard. Um, Survivor Man. Have you ever seen that television show? That was a show on Discovery Channel. Okay. And it was a guy that would go out by himself and survive for like two weeks at a time on his own. He filmed the whole thing and edited the whole thing and shot it all himself. And it was amazing. You know, you think these shots, he's walking across the tundra, it's 20 degree, 20 below zero. And that camera that you, that you see him walking across the field, you realize he's got to run back and pick that camera up because he was just staging that shot to make it look good. The whole do-it-yourself thing inspired me. I mean, I love working with a crew, but I don't have money. And I don't want to, I want to pay people. So I, if I can do it myself, I will. Now in time, I'll have a crew. You know, we were talking about just, you know, uh, you know, kids being inspired to, you know, you don't have to have a college degree to work in, you know, a, a particular trade. You know, I, I think that's going to be the, the sort of next wave of things, you know, definitely with uh, the way the college debt has been going and, and you know, students coming out of college with a degree, but they also have tens of thousands of dollars in debt where you can go to a trade school and, you know, learn, you know, you, you know HVAC and plumbing and, and things like that. And uh, I think that's kind of the, the new way of, uh, of um, industries to work in, the new hot industries to work in. That's just my opinion. I mean, for that matter, too, if you want to be a filmmaker and you want to mm. be in the field of this, go get a book, go to the library, watch DVDs, watch, watch commentaries, mm-hmm. start doing it now. I mean, you can, I'm, I'm all for getting a degree. I'm all for education. I'm all for, you know, bettering yourself in that realm. But right. The thing that I think that people forget about when it comes to college degrees is they think they get a degree and bam, I'm going to get a job making $75,000 a year, education, and that doesn't work. You have to stand out today. Anybody can get a degree out there, and there's a ton of people who have the exact same credentials, but where do you stand out? What makes you different? What makes you unique? And if you're hungry for it, do it now. Do it now until you get recognized and noticed. That's how you're going to make it. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm speechless, man. That's that was that was that was good. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I, mean, <laughs> I wish people were hung, more hungry, especially mm-hmm. younger people. Um, be hungry. When I sung, when I say hungry, I don't mean physically hungry. Hungry to do something. Jump at the opportunity to create something. Create something from nothing. Don't ever think that because you're in a situation, you don't have a certain type of camera, you don't have a certain thing. That that's you making excuses for yourself. Take what you have and make something with it. I don't care if it's a piece of paper in a notebook. Make a comic book. Tell your story. If you want to be a storyteller, 
do it and do it right now. <laughs> That's a perfect ending, Blue. That's uh, that, uh, I'm, I'm seriously that gives me chills right now because it's just you know I'm, I'm all about that message. I'm all about that message, and I believe it and do it every day. <laughs> 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 well, um, you know, actually, you know, I, I do want to uh, ask you about. Be you know being the acronite you know just uh you are when I think of when I think of Akron I think of you because you I mean you you literally told that story the told the story of the city and you know someone being proud to you know be from Akron live in Akron and wanting to present that to the world you know I, I have friends that live in various parts of the country and you know, I have for example I have one friend in, who lives in Indianapolis and. You know, he does very well for himself and he loves nothing more than to promote his city, you know, and he's, uh, you know, he's a storyteller as well. But you know, he he wants to include Indianapolis in his storytelling and when he presents himself, even, you know, just on a simple Instagram post. So I, I do admire people who really take their surroundings that they've molded themselves as a human being in and celebrate that. I mean, that's that's a great gift because, you know, some people don't have that in them for you to have that in you. Plus, you know, you have the utilities of, you know, being a filmmaker to present that particular subject to others you know, so they can learn to love the city that you love just the same. So, I mean, that's kind of what I get when, you know, I, I, I see your show. So and in saying that, you know, I, I really appreciate you being on the show and had this chance to tell us what filmmaking is about and and just giving us some some jewels al along the way. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it as well. And then, you know, take take pride in where you're at. I, if you see gold laying around and you think it's marketable, show somebody. When I, when I go around Akron, I see so much gold, and it's just laying on the street, literally. Gold, precious gold laying everywhere, but it doesn't have an avenue to get out to the rest of the world. And if I can do my little part by putting a video out there that someone is going to come to Akron and help promote us and do things, that's what it's all about. And you can do it in any city in America. If you believe in it and love your community, tell people about it because it's genuine. It's authentic. And if anything today, you need to be authentic and genuine. Oh, man. Uh, you know, Blue, I had probably about two or three things that I wanted to talk about, but it's just sort of, you know, um, we can save that for another podcast. We can save that for another episode. Fantastic. Please bring me back on. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hey, you know, I might make you a resident guest. I'm currently looking for resident guests. Hey, you know? I'm before. Maybe we could work together. Uh, you put a lot of positive energy out there in the world. And I got something coming up soon that I'm not ready to share yet. But yeah, it's about love, kindness, compassion, and caring. All right. All right, my man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Green, filmmaker, storyteller, and host of Around Akron with Blue Green. Currently, you can see that on Western Reserve PBS. Blue, it was a it was a great time speaking with you, man. I I definitely want to have you back on, and we can chat up some more, man. Because we can. There's a few things I wanted to talk to you about, but I think this is this is uh this, this is a good end right here. And and I promise I'll have you back. I'll definitely. Oh, please do. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate it, sir. No problem, Blue. Love doing All right. this work, man. I love the podcast. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you much. All right. Take it easy. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Friends and Experts. 
to support the Friends and Experts podcast, please visit anchor.fm slash friends and experts and click the support this podcast button.